On today's show, I have back a good friend of mine on the phone, Ryan Bastris from Pennsylvania. He's known as a prophetic evangelist. We're going to talk a little bit about what is God saying and what is he up to today. We would love to hear from you what the Lord is doing in your life or have seen in others. Write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or call us and leave a voicemail at 407-624-9957. We at The Millennium Beat are looking forward to hearing what the Lord is doing in your life. Remember that The Millennium Beat is helping people share their stories. Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. Hey everybody, this is Kevin James. You're listening to the Millennium Beat. I am glad that you're here. Now I have a good friend of mine. He's back on the phone. His name is Ryan Basteris. Ryan, thanks for joining us today in your busy schedule. Hey, man, I am super excited to be here. I really am. It's always a joy. Cool. Uh, as I always say, you know, I am so glad that you're here. We're be developing good friendship. Ryan, you know, it's been a while since we talked, maybe a month or so. Um, God was talking to you, and God's still talking to you. Mm-hmm. What's he really saying nowadays uh, as things still go crazy in the world? What's he saying to you? Mm. <laughs> Well, man, what is he not saying to me? He's saying all kinds of stuff. Uh, just, you know, of course, it's it's pointing to personal things, but also it's uh, corporate things that the Lord's been sharing with me. And, right. Um, you know, there's a whole, first of all, there is a whole lot of craziness, you know, going on in the world right now, a lot of opposition. Uh, but I just feel like, first of all, God wants to encourage us, of course, right. uh, to uh, continue to stand on the word that he's given us, uh, the promises that, you know, he's given us in his word. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, standing on the prophetic promises that his word backs up, standing on them and using those, if you will, as weapons to fight in the midst of this opposition, you know. And I felt like God just wanted me to encourage people for, you know, don't question uh, the word that God's given you just because your environment right now doesn't line up with what he's promised. If anything, find hope, knowing that what God has promised, if you stay committed to that word, um, in one way or another, it's going to, that word, that promise is going to manifest itself and it's going to change the environment. The environment or the atmosphere doesn't change God's mind, you know, and a lot of times God will speak before opposition so that we have something to lean into and to really just, um, you know, stand and, 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 and stand in, you know? And so, um, yeah, I would just encourage both. First and foremost, you know, do not overlook what God's promised you. Continue to lean into it. Continue to pursue it. Continue to expect God to do something amazing and expect God to manifest what he's promised. Now, of course, when he manifests it, it might not come in the form of what you expected. We know it's going to be greater. And Ephesians 3.20 says it will be exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. But, man, I just really feel like God's been encouraging me to encourage the bride to stay persistent, to keep pursuing him and just continue to pursue his heart. And um, when he sees fit, he will pour out, amen, what he promised us, you know, and he will manifest 
what he promised us in Galatians chapter six, verse nine, it says, you know, don't get weary in well-doing. And uh, that word weary means spiritless. And the Lord gave me a new revelation on this verse a couple of weeks ago. And it's this, the Lord said, don't turn to spiritless things because the path that you're on that was ordained by the spirit doesn't seem to be prosperous right now. Because that's what I believe Galatians 6, 9 is saying. Don't get weary. You know, don't go and do something spiritless. You know, you hear people say, don't go and do something stupid. Well, I hear the Lord saying, don't go and do something spiritless, even though it gives you some instant gratification, but it could give you uh, a lifetime of enslavement, you know, uh, or consequences that you'll have to put up with for a time. So don't get weary. Don't get spiritless or don't, you know, lose hope in the spirit or don't turn to spiritless things because the path that you're on doesn't seem to be prosperous because Galatians 6, 9, the latter part of it says you'll reap uh, in due time if you don't lose heart. And so that's what I've been really trying to encourage the body of Christ. And uh, sometimes we don't see certain things prophetically fulfilled because it might not be the season or the time for it, or there is instructions that we need to partner with and like, you know, partner with God and partner with those instructions that he lays out. Um, we need to partner with those instructions, apply them to see that word fulfilled. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the church, I, I feel they have reduced the prophetic, the sna- you know, snazzy sayings, and they've overlooked prophetic instruction and uh, correction that comes. Uh, God needs to correct you, to prepare you, to elevate you. And the prophetic word points to what he wants to elevate you to, but then the prophetic instruction really is laid out to show you how to get there. And a lot of people know where God wants to take them, but they don't have any idea how to get there, and they need to seek that out. And uh, first of all, pray, get in the word, and then get godly counsel. And I don't want to spend much time on on how that all looks, but uh, get prophetic instruction and 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 apply it. And 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 that can be the path sometimes that's doesn't seem prosperous, you know what I mean? But it's the path that does lead us to the prophetic, prosperous pastures that God has promised, you know? And, and, and the Lord even spoke this to me the other day. He said, Ryan, he said, um, you know, it might be a rugged path, but, but if, if, you know, following my instructions, the corrections, waiting, you know, not seeing the prophetic word come to pass right away, that can be rugged, that can be hard. But if you stay committed to me, submit to God, resist the devil, he shall flee, but then also draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. When you do that, you just pursue his heart while you're on that rugged path and trust God's heart. Um, he says those rugged paths will lead to those prosperous pastures. Right. And so I want to encourage anyone who might be listening, you might be on a rugged path right now. Maybe it's opposition. I want to talk about that later. Um, but maybe it's opposition. Uh, it's I'm not seeing anything yet. Or, man, these instructions, this really bites, this is really hard. Uh, or, you know, man, this correction, blah, blah. There's all kinds of things the enemy might throw at you to turn to something that's spiritless. But I just am encouraging the body, and I believe God's encouraging the body through me right now in this hour to stay committed, to stay on course. And it will lead to uh, prophetic, prosperous pastures. And because the Lord said this, he said, Ryan, look at the cross. We sing the old rugged cross. He said, look at the old rugged cross. He said it was a rugged path, but look at the prosperity that it gave Jesus 
but also the pr- the prosperity that it gave humankind. It was a rugged path, but and then this is what he said. He said the rugged path. Um, it might not always be fun to get to the prosperous pasture. So rugged path, that rugged path. It all he says this. It always seems like the prosperous pasture is at the end of a rugged path. And so um, right now things might be rugged, might be hard. And of course that could mean you're on the wrong path. But a lot of times you experience severe opposition from the enemy because you're on the right path and he's trying to get you distracted with spiritless things. But again, the Lord is saying, stay focused. Yeah. Well, what the Lord was saying, there's a few things I want to backtrack a little bit, you know, because God was showing different things that kind of a little bit of what you're saying at different points. One of the things is our hope is in Christ and everything else is, you know, useless. You know, our hope needs to be in Christ. It's not in the government. It's not in our pastors or our friends or whatever, because his when we're our faith and our belief is on him we're on solid ground everything else is is, mm. is falling apart so i mean we sure we need our hope in christ because in these days as we're talking about you know being a prophetic people of giving people hope well hope is christ and and, yeah. and then going from there and the second thing in the lord is always reminding me and he's 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 given me this vision before about the boat trip where he sent his disciples to the other side and then in the middle of the of the trip there was a storm and they thought they were going to die <laughs> and jesus gave him a, a promise basically he said i will meet you on the other side so the yeah. storm came as an interruption of what god's plan was but god still was in control and he got to the boat and he says hey I told you go to the other side. So, I mean, there was our promises when he gives it to us. I mean, he's given us prophetic words, prophetic insight, you know, and we hold on to those because those are promises. And God didn't say, well, you're going to die. You know, he said he he gave you a promise, which means he he will fulfill it. You know, um, but some of us are are keen on prophetic um, inspiration in a sense like you know the lord's going to do this going to do that this is going to happen we all love that but what we don't like and and people shun from it is prophetic correction you know where the, mm-hmm. the, the the your life journey needs a little correction not realizing you, you can't take the prophetic inspiration and say okay i grab that but i'm not going to grab the prophetic correction because a lot of times mm-hmm. to get the prophetic inspiration that you have, the vision that God has given you, if you don't take the correction, you might not have the, the results that the Lord has planned for you because you're sure. not doing the full package. It has both A and B, you know, yeah. you know, and that's kind of our life is we're, you know, we love those little words, those inspirational words. But then, the, you know, when it comes to a word that's mm-hmm. not as inspirational, but we need that because uh, it's, yeah. like, it's like a child that is not disciplined. Um, you know, if you, you don't teach your kid, don't cross the road. And all of a sudden it starts going across the road and you say, stop, but they don't listen because they haven't been trained that way. And then it sure. comes, you know, I mean, it's just, you, you do it yeah. for a reason and the father does it the same way. So it's, yeah. You know. well, and I think, you know, um, it really shows us, you know, the prophetic word really shows us, you know, a reward, you know, um, uh, what, what we're approaching. Uh, and it really gives us a glimpse of what to expect to experience, uh, gives us hope, like you said, and it's all in Christ. You know, the testimony of Jesus is the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. 
the Lord spoke this to me not too the Lord spoke this to me not too long ago. He says, Ryan, he says, My testimony is your prophetic declaration. And I said, Wait a minute. And he said, Ryan, he says, When I prophesy to you, when the Spirit of God prophesies over you, he says, It's actually like if you stay the course and and you apply and you don't veer off. Uh, there's still, you know, of course, place for redemption and get you back on path and still lead you to this place. But if you stay on the path, he says, this prophetic word that I'm releasing over you is actually me testifying of the future you, mm. of what you possess and what you're going to step into. Um, I'm already in those prophetic places that I, because I, I, I prepared them for you. Mm-hmm. I'm there with the future you, so to speak, testifying to the present you of what's going to go from a prophecy to a testimony. Mm -hmm. And he says, so my prophetic words to you, because they're prophetic, because they're, I'm releasing them to you presently. And it's not what you presently occupy, but it's what you should pursue. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he said, the prophetic word is my testimony Mm -hmm. of, of, of a place that I prepared for you. And it's me declaring to you now what you look like and where you'll be mm-hmm. if you stay the course. Right. So God's testimony is our prophecy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. <laughs> so, and I, I say all of that to say, God wants us to pick up on just not where we're supposed to go individually, but he wants us to pick up on where he wants us to go corporately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we need to be unified and go after it. I think that's why the enemy attacks unity and tries to bring division. Right. Um, but let me say this. We also need to pick up, like I, I've been really big on the sons of Issachar right now. Sound, I believe, in First Chronicles. The sons of Issachar, they, they knew the times or they discerned the times and they knew what to do. And so I really believe this is a season that God really wants us to acknowledge, um, you know, maybe what the enemy is, of course, doing, but more importantly, what God's up to right? and what we need to center ourselves around mm-hmm. and not just individually, but corporately and fight for that, you know, fight for the heart of our king and, um, and, and stop fighting with each other, but come together and fight for the heart of the king right. uh, to be established. Uh, and, and, and so I, I feel like we don't ask God enough. Like we tell God what we're up to and what's going on in our life, but I don't think we ask God a lot. What are you up to right now? What are you doing right now? What am I supposed to partner with? Even just in today, give us this day, our daily bread. God, what are you up to? What is the substance that I should live on? What is the substance I should live on today? And, and, and really asking that question. And, um, you know, I could give several instances where God has said, Ryan, you right now need to prophesy this to stop or this to start. You know, it's like I was discerning what was happening in the spirit and the Lord was giving me the instruction on what to do. So we don't need to just seek out what's happening in a year from now or six months from now or two weeks from now. We, that's great. But we need to seek God's heart and say, God, what's your heart up to today? How can I partner with you? Uh, help me to discern, you know, what's happening and help me partner with you properly. And, um, and, and, and let me just say this. I feel like great understanding is coming upon the church. Great insight, great understanding, great wisdom. is I believe it's been taking over the church, but I believe it's going to take over the church even more 
Wisdom is the byproduct of knowledge that has been applied. The church has known a lot. You know, we have a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. I believe this is a season we act on what we know, we see things happen, and now we become wise. It's a wise decision to do what God asks you to do. But I believe this is a season of application. And when we apply what God wants us to apply, I believe there'll be an amplification of his spirit moving and things doing um, what it's always wanted to do on the earth because we've partnered now with it and we're doing what we're supposed to do to bring it. And I really believe, man, this is a season of like understanding, insight and direction overtaking the church where we become so wise, so insightful, where we discern what's going on, but we don't sit down in silence, but we rise up and actually do something with it. The Lord told me, he said, Ryan, the first half of this year, I have woke up the church and this is a season I'm asking the church to now apply what they were lazy and didn't apply, but actually to confront and to go after something that always existed, but was constantly ignored. And he said, I am waking up the church who has been sleeping in their passivity. I'm waking them up. And this is a season for them to rise and shine. This is a season for them to now deal with the tears that the enemy sowed while the church was sleeping. Right. So I feel like we have been woke and we're still being awoke, but I believe this is a season that we now need to deal with exposure. We need to discern, have exposed what's going on, seek out what we're supposed to do, wisdom, insight, right? Mm. And actually apply it, go after it, confront it, do what God asks us to do. Uh, to where we not only get another step closer to what he's promised, uh, but we may just become the blessing that someone else was praying for. I'm so glad, God, that you raised up Ryan to do that. It's what I've been praying for. Thank you, Jesus. Right? And so um, I believe this is a season. God just wants us to seek wisdom, overwhelm discernment and wisdom. And uh, I, I believe this is a season to do that and to really deal with what always existed, but constantly ignored. Hmm. So, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's definitely a good word. Um, it's funny, even all these words that I have, you've got so many going on here. It's like the Lord just said, it reminded me, he says, you know, when God created the earth, okay, the first process God did, he thought, he, you know, in his mind, you know, he, he, he thought of the earth. Then he spoke it, and then it was in existence. There's that three process. We sometimes forget about the you know, imagination of God. God had an imagination. Mm. He created everything, and and we're created mm. in His image. So we think it, we speak it, and we see it. You know, that's it's yeah. that's how it is. Um, also, one of the things the Lord was showing me in in your little speech there, a little talk, is remind me of Gideon. You know, Gideon how he saw himself. Compared to how God seen him, God sent down an angel, mm. a mighty man of valor, and Gideon basically says, "Who me? No, that's not me." God yeah. saw his future, and he knew that he was a mighty man of valor, you know, and um, yeah. and he was saying, "Yes, that who's who I correct, you know, I've created you for is 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 this purpose yeah, in life, and 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 ourselves who are listening and ourselves personally." is we can't listen to the devil how he sees us because he doesn't see the good in any, in any of us. Sure. He'll see any, any part of us that have any corruption or any anything bad about it or, or anything in the past that he could use, he'll use it against us. Where God says, no, yes. God sees the future 
and he speaks it into the past, which is now. And then we are, we're Isn't now that crazy. And that's the way that God works is he, you know, and that's the yeah. prophetic is when we see things, we see the golden people. And if we do see dirt, it's not for, for if we've always taught this, that it's not for speaking, it's for, you know, intercession and prayer yeah. because God, he has an ultimate goal for you in your life. And yeah, and it, it, it's the, it's for you to prosper, to grow, to mature, to get closer Amen. with him. Um, and that's what I see going on a little bit in society yeah. is he's um, he's cleaning up a few things. He is. And, and, and this is what I think is so cool. You said something earlier. I just wanted to chime in and say something here. Okay. You had said about, you know, he saw it, he spoke it and it was done. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah, that's right. And in Genesis chapter, yeah, in Genesis chapter one, of course, he did think he spoke and it was done. And I thought it was amazing because Holy Spirit hovers over the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Hover there means uh, it's a reproductive word. So he hears the words of Jesus. He hears the words of God, and he sees to it, power that, the Spirit of God. He saw to it that it was conceived and birthed on the earth, right? So here's what's really cool. He saw to it that it was established, a three-in-one manifesting what they liked on the earth. So cool. But then he creates man and woman that can now partner with God to be in that trifecta, if you will. Of course, we're not higher than the Trinity, but we're loved by the Trinity. Come on. Mm -hmm. And empowered by the Trinity, directed and corrected by the uh, uh, Trinity. But anyways, what's so cool is he, God spoke it, and Jesus spoke The Holy Spirit conceived it, produced it reproduced it. It's a reproductive word. So basically he was reproducing what was already on in God on the earth. Now this is what is so cool, man. This is what's so cool. Uh, let's just take Moses for instance. Okay. God heard the cries of his people. It's uh, Exodus one, two and three. He hears the cries of his people. He speaks to Moses in Exodus three, through the burning bush and God thought he spoke the spirit was there to provide the power to make it happen, but he spoke to man to partner with the word, come on somebody, to partner with Holy Spirit to carry out the desire of God on the earth, to reproduce on earth what God desired. Now it was the spirit of God, but no longer was the spirit of God just hovering on the earth. He hovered or was in man and empowered man to actually establish what God thought and spoke. And what I'm trying to say is Moses, like us, partnered with God in manifesting what God desired on the earth. Moses partnered with the Holy Spirit to reproduce on the earth what was in the heart of God. And so that's why it's so important for us to discern the time. God, what are you up to? What do you want me to partner with? And I'm going to see to it that maybe this prosperous path, or I'm sorry, this prosperous pasture isn't just me becoming blessed, it's others becoming blessed, but I'm going to carry something like Mary did. Mary, you know, says, according to your word, let it be so. And she carries Jesus, man. She carries something that brings breakthrough, healing, salvation, restoration. The reason I'm saying that is we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, and we have been given the, 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 the ministry of reconciliation, according to, I believe it's First Corinthians. So what's crazy, man, is now Holy Spirit is in us 
We get to partner with him. We get to partner with God. Holy Spirit is always the power that empowers us to do what we can't do ourselves. But we discern the time. God, this is what you're up to. This is what maybe the enemy's up to, but this is what you're up to. This is what you want me to partner with and produce on the earth. Oh my gosh, God, what a privilege. So now we get to partner with God in manifesting the things he desires on earth like Holy Spirit did in Genesis 1. Right. Now the Spirit is in us to partner with him and to establish his desire through our obedience and through us, not just knowing what needs to be done, but actually doing it. That just excites me, man, you know? And 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 I got to say this, and, and I'll step back, but God has put stuff in us that he wants us to partner with him and, and trust Holy Spirit to empower us to carry it out. And like Mary, it will bring healing, deliverance, and breakthrough. It's all Christ-centered stuff. Amen? Mm-hmm. And what I think is crazy, this is what the Lord spoke to me yesterday. He said, the enemy is trying to oppress my people into silence. Right. And, th- and I got I, I to gotta read this. Um, the enemy is trying to, this is what I wrote, the enemy is trying to oppress us into silence. Mm-hmm. And I think of Jeremiah and his unpopular ministry because he spoke what was needed. And in Jeremiah 20, due to the exterior opposition and oppression, he was refusing to speak the word. And the word became like fire in his bones, and he got weary in trying to hold it back. God was persistent in Jeremiah's resistance, where Jeremiah gave in and continued to lift his voice and amplify God's heart. This is what I finished with. Give in to God and release with the Lord put in you to the uh, to release you don't answer to the enemy you answer to god mm-hmm. and that is something that i want to leave this broadcast with is that statement that i wrote yesterday mm-hmm. because it's so important god has put things in us that we get to partner with him and actually produce it or reproduce it here on earth mm-hmm. god it's in god's heart in his mind he speaks it like he does in genesis 1 but the landing pad now is our hearts and minds we capture it. We partner with Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit through us reproduces what is already a reality in heaven and a reality in God's heart. Mm-hmm. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're in this world, but not a part of this world. But what you're a part of, you're supposed to represent here on earth and bring to the earth. And see, the enemy knows what's in us, and he's trying to silence us. He's trying to oppress us like Jeremiah into that place of silence. And this is a season we need to take the tape that's been put on our mouth off. And we need to not just speak words, but produce actions that speak louder than words. Well, we, de- we definitely know God is in that because while you're speaking, the Lord said something. And I did something I don't usually do is I actually opened up the Bible here on my phone because I was using it to talk to you. And I said, I hope it doesn't screw it up. But, <laughs> but he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it was Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, saying basically God was giving us a prophetic declaration to speak. God was in heaven, bring it down to earth, you know. And that's what he. That's why he taught us that way to pray. We're prophetically speaking into existence, things that are in heaven into the earth. Yep. You know, so that's pretty cool. Well, you... and I, well, and I think it's crazy. In Acts chapter four, Peter and John are arrested for preaching the gospel. Okay, mm-hmm. and before they are fully released, okay, um, in Acts four eighteen it says, and when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. And the Lord gave me that verse today. 
uh, for today for this for this oh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it just lines up with what he declared to me yesterday. The enemy's trying to oppress us mm-hmm. into silence, just like Acts four eighteen with with uh, with the disciples being summoned, being told Peter mm-hmm. and John being told, "Don't you dare talk anymore." And you know, I think it's crazy. Right after they're given that charge in verse nineteen, and this is the stance the church needs to take. But Peter and John answered and said to them, "This is uh, Acts four nineteen. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge, for we cannot stop speaking. This is verse 20. Mm. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Mm. You can continue to read. And of course, they go off and they just don't, they just go preach the gospel. So, yeah. So, so let me just encourage you guys. Um, You don't answer to the enemy. You answer to God. And the enemy is trying to do everything he can to put us into a place of silence. And, 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 and let, me, let me say this as well, just because it's worth saying, and, and, and then we can close up shop if you want. But this, this is the other thing I wanted to make sure that I made mention of, is, um, is this right here. You don't, again, you don't answer to the enemy, you answer to God. So give in to God, and I've got to say this again, give in to God and release what the Lord has put in you to release partner with Holy spirit and reproduce on the earth through your actions, lifestyle and obedience, reproduce the very desires of God that are in his heart. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have this question for you that it's, and it's going to be an interesting question. Um, let's see the, the answers to that. It, did you ever think in your lifetime that actually that scripture that you talked to a couple a minute ago, um, about uh-huh. Paul being in prison and stuff like that. Did you ever think, that in America that you would actually almost be seeing that in the daily news. Right. Well, and, and that's, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I did not expect to see that, but yet I did. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I believe the church is going to face some greater opposition, but we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. And like you said earlier, have our hope in him. Right. And it was Peter and John and that's, it was Peter and John that were, were arrested in Acts four that we made mention of. Right. And uh, like even like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and others, man, they refused to bow, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially when those things that were manifested were, or, or those things that were required. Mm-hmm. It, it, it took from the word, it took from the heart of God, the desire of God. And, that, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Peter and John, I mean, Paul, I and mean, all these people, they refused to bow mm-hmm. physically or metaphorically to things that were set up that took away from the heart of God or, and were not set up as front because of the heart of God and whatnot. They refused to bow. And, and, and for me, you know, we can get into all kinds of things like mask or no mask. I'm not here to amplify that. What right. I am saying though is, is if the world is asking you to do something that violates your conscience, um, let's not even make it about our health right now, violates your conscience. And it doesn't line up with the word and it takes from the word right. uh, and it takes from the heart of God. And it was a set up by the heart of God, uh, refuse to bow, mm-hmm. refuse to turn to those spiritless things because right now it's easy. The enemy always paints a picture of freedom, but what lies behind it is destruction, enslavement, it's prison. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, um, the, uh, road runner and the wild, uh, wild coyote. Uh, the wild, uh, was it, you know, I don't, I forget which one did it. I think it was, you know, uh, the road runner would always make 
these things look like the road continued, but the, uh, the coyote would slam into the cliff or fall off of a cliff. Right. Or there was a cage box behind the cardboard, you know, and, and he painted the picture for the wildly, uh, wildly coyote that everything was fine. Just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. He's like, oh, I got you now. And he would always fall into danger, always fall into destruction, always fall into imprisonment, if you will, and always lost. So we need to be wise. We need right. to discern not just what God's up to, but what the enemy's trying to do. The Bible says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, roameth around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the world even right now, especially in America, they are trying to silence the church. And it's like the days of Jesus. It's like the Old Testament, New Testament. It's like Peter and John in the story we just read. And we've got to refuse to be silent especially when it violates the heart of God, our conscience, and it compl- like, like if what is being asked of spits in the face of the gospel, spits in the face of what God has said, uh, we need to rise up like Paul and say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to stay committed to the gospel even if you throw me in that furnace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a, I heard the expression, um, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. You know, if we are not standing and also I, you know, it's, I really sense personally that all this is a trial and a test from the enemy to see what actually works because everything is on right now under protection and we're protecting you if we're wearing this or doing that, you know, and it all seems good because we're trying to protect everybody and we're trying to stay healthy, but it also, you can also see the devil overstepping his hand. And, you know, especially the way the United States is created, you know, where you got a president, but then you got a house and then you got a Senate and then you got each, 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 um, state has a house and has, you know, just the same as, as the, the country itself. And then you have governors and then you have mayors and you have counties and it just seems like everybody does whatever they want. So right now everything is for your safety. But I have a feeling one day that is not going to be for your safety. It's because they decided, okay, we're, I mean, when you have some states saying, hey, you can't sing in church. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right, I mean, right. it, it, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, because you're, you know, by you're spitting out, mu- not mucus, but, you know, disease. And then say, okay, we're, it's safety. Sure. We don't want you to sing. But what about the day that they mm. were saying, okay, we don't really agree with your singing. Is we're not going to, you can't sing. You know, I mean, right. Right. Now. Yeah. And, and, and that's yeah, that's the thing. It, 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 right. You know, what we're talking about isn't wear masks or don't wear masks. You know, you've got to take that up before the Lord. Right. Uh, it, it, it's more, you know, when that day comes where out of silliness and, and I, I to be honest with you. I still think it's silly that we can't sing in church. You know what I mean? Or, well, you know, they're trying to pass that all over the place, but California is the one that brought it up. Right. I think that's silly. You know, that's just my personal opinion. Don't hate me because you disagree. Right. Um, but, but I will say that when it's not because of a virus, but it's just, we don't want you singing. Right. Um, are you going to bow to that? Yeah. Or are you going to rise and you're going to sing, you know? So, um, and that's an answer, you know, that we need to ask and or a, uh, that's an answer or a, yeah, it's an answer. And even a question we have to seek out and, right. and, and, uh, um, and, and check our hearts because, um, God wants to equip and empower us and really strengthen the body because there's other th- uh, there's going to be opposition on the horizon, just like there's prosperity. There's going to be opposition on the horizon. It's not just with us presently. It's going to be in our future. Jesus said that. Don't worry. You know, um, tribulations, but don't lose heart. You know, right, right. I've overcome the world. 
Yep. So it's, there's things that are going to come up. Um, but, but man, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world or whatever happens in the world. So we got to hold our ground and not just hold on to our prophetic promise and, oh, there's going to be a greater day. The Goliath is going to fall because I'm not king yet. You know, <clears throat> I, I, this promise hasn't been fulfilled yet. So I'm going to overcome this. My promise. Man, believe that. But presently seek the heart of God. If futuristically, just seek the heart of God. And as you seek the heart of God, he'll pour out over you what's been on his heart, you know? And so, yeah. All right. I'm thinking upon this rock, I will stand, you know? And today's mm-hmm. society, we need, to be, we need to be planted on the rock. If you're planted on the sea, Amen. I mean, the uh, sand, then, you know, a lot of things are not going to go your way as you think. So let's close up, give a word yeah. of prayer. Yeah, a word, a word of prayer. Yeah, a word of encouragement, <laughs> and sure. for our people that are listening, and um, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from amen. there. So. Go ahead. Come on. Well, I don't know of a greater name that brings encouragement than the name of Jesus. So we just speak Jesus. We just proclaim and declare Jesus. We lift your name, Jesus, and uh, Father. I just pray, like Jesus, I just pray that you would fall on your people who are listening. And I just pray for healing. I just pray for breakthrough. I just pray for deliverance to break out as you're poured out uh, in their hearts right now, poured out in their rooms, poured out in their cars. Uh, Father, I pray that they would just encounter you, that they would encounter your love, and that, Father, they would just experience you in new and fresh ways. I declare that fresh and new outpourings of the Holy Spirit that are going to bring renewal to the person that's splashed, overtaken, baptized, overwhelmed by the pouring out of the Spirit. And Father, I just pray right now that you would encourage the people that are listening to just keep going. And Father, I pray that they would stay on that path that you've laid out, no matter how rugged it is, having hope that, yeah, they're going to prosper. They're going to step into prosperous pastures, but let them just have a heart that, man, Jesus is with me. That prospers my right now, and it's what's going to prosper my future. Father, I pray that we would never be more overwhelmed by the prophetic word than just Jesus. Let, let us be overwhelmed by Jesus and say that the prophetic promises, because of Jesus, they're great and they're amazing, but they don't hold a candle to just Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, that you're not just in the future, you're with us right now. And I just pray that you wrap your arms of love around people, stir them and encourage them to continue to fight the fight of faith. And Father, those who may have been oppressed to a place of silence, may they break their silence. May they be convicted, motivated, and let them realize they're anointed to break their silence. And may silence be broken. And may they release what's in them that you've put there. And uh, may they answer to you and only you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in their lives and blessing them. Amen. Amen. Hey, everybody, you've been listening to the Millennium Beat. I have a great friend of mine on the phone, Ryan Bastros. Thank you, Ryan, for being with us today. Thank you, Kevin. Before I leave, everybody, I'd like to tell you about a show that we're working on right now. It's called the Millennium Beat, a kingdom moment with Ryan Bastros. It's going to be on our YouTube channel sometime by probably fall. So be on the lookout for it. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe and you'll get more information on that. So thanks for joining us and we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beat Podcast. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your story. So write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com. 
or give us a call at 407-624-9957 and leave us a voicemail. You may also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. Please like us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at themillenniumbeat.com and you'll find our podcast and our YouTube video. You also may find a calendar there with past and future guests and dates and times. Plus, another way for you to contact us with your stories or questions. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production, copyright 2020. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. You've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm going to give you a little snippet of a show called Family Matters with your host, Paul Kendall. If you want to hear more shows like that, go to KindleFamilyNetwork.com. Once again, I'd like to thank Paul Kendall for the use of his show. Welcome to Family Matters, a daily look inside the real world of parents and their children. I'm your host, Paul Kendall. Let's face it, if you live with someone day in and day out, there will be disagreements. Actually, disagreement is not a bad thing. You've heard the old saying that opposites attract? Well, that must be God's plan to balance our households. Imagine two spendthrifts living together. Well, they'd be bankrupt within a year of getting married. More common is one spouse standing in front of the plasma screen TV saying, but honey, they're only $4,000, while the other reels them back into reality, reminding them that they still haven't paid off the 13-inch set in the den. The key here is how to effectively disagree and what to do when disagreements get out of hand. Now, we've already learned that anger is the result of a blocked goal. And the first step to resolution is stopping and asking yourself, what goal is being blocked here? Once you've identified the real source of anger, you can begin to address it effectively. Different people have different boiling points. Even the smallest disagreements over the smallest issues can quickly escalate into full-blown arguments. Our kids tell us sometimes that we argue over the silliest things, It's amazing how not stopping to ask for directions can turn into an all-out assault on someone's character. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So, what do you do when a disagreement goes too far? You call for a timeout. That's right, the old sports strategy for when the game gets out of hand. Set a rule that either of you can call for a timeout, go to separate rooms of the house, cool off, and then come back together and pursue a resolution. And don't just let things go either. Failure to resolve issues gradually drives a wedge between a couple that leads to two people living in the same house, but not together. God gave us our spouses to complement our lives, not destroy them. So don't allow disagreements to rule your home. Learn to handle them effectively and respect each other's timeouts. Then, when you can't afford the plasma screen TV, there'll be two of you to watch it. That's Family Matters. I'm Paul Kendall.